A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> Just check myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and get on top. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I'm imagining your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. So we have a special guest on today with us. It is a, I'm just going to use the word, you know, the way I always use it. It's a hero. It's a hero of mine uh, and a hero of ours. Uh, Down boy. I'm not done introducing you yet. Uh, (laughs) He is as as smart as he is handsome. He is as kind as he is uh, influential in our community. And he's a pretty great writer at the same time. So yeah. Uh, Welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Cooper S. Beckett. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be back, and I'm also glad that it wasn't the the welcome old grump, Cooper S. Beckett. (laughs) uh, That's what I'm feeling. Cooper, get off. My favorite is... Get get off my lawn. Come on. Yeah, Yeah. Cooper, get off my lawn, Beckett. (laughs) Yeah. Cooper, uh, if you can't play nice, no one gets to play in the chat room, Beckett. (laughs) That's me. All right, so let's start with attitudes, <laughs> since we were already sort of starting there. Uh, and <laughs> and just, you know, I think it's funny how I don't think listeners in general, but people in general, I guess, uh, don't understand how difficult it is to keep everybody um, happy and how easy it is for us to fall into these spirals of uh, of us against them. Oh, Yeah. You know, and the, the the funny thing is, like, I never set out to create community. You know, I set out to let people know there is a community already. And over the years, like, developing our desire trip, which we're going to talk about, it was when I realized that communities have to be curated a little bit. And that may sound very exclusionary, but it's not meant to. Um, What I've noticed is whenever we put together a community that isn't actively being moderated, it descends into hurt feelings and madness very quickly. Even our communities that are moderated sometimes do that. But the, the thing is, people... I don't know. I think it's 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 one of our greater issues right now in the world is less empathy than we used to have, maybe. It feels like less empathy. Yeah, I would completely agree with you. It's it's something that I commonly say is that, you know, people 
a lot of people say, oh, you know, we, and they say it in a, in a very sarcastic, grumpy way, oh, we're supposed to be politically correct, we're supposed to be politically correct. And I've never really right. understood that because it's not about political correctness. It's about emotional correctness. And I think that we all should strive to be emotionally correct. We should think about how the words that we use and the things that we say will affect others and that they can either yeah. be positive or negative. You know, I had a, I, I can't walk away from Facebook when someone's saying something I disagree with, and it's really a failing of mine. But <laughs> there was a, a conversation where it was it was really benign, but it was just um, someone was talking about slut shaming, and it came back to, oh, you know what, this isn't like you know. Uh, Sharia law or anything it's it's just using the word slut who cares what people call you the world is harsh and I said well but if it doesn't feel good to them why should you be allowed to tell them that they shouldn't feel bad about it you know you don't feel bad about it because you're I'm guessing a white middle class to upper class uh, cisgendered male, and you probably have never been called a slut, you know. So, yeah. Or if you have, you are proud of it because <laughs> it's not a negative there, right? You know it, and so I like we went back and forth, and then you know you throw out the word privilege, and then he's like, I don't like that word. I don't have any privilege, and then I had to explain what privilege means, and. <laughs> <laughs> And it all comes down to, I can't teach you why you should care about people that are not you. That's it. I can't. Mm -hmm. If you don't already care about people that are not you, me presenting arguments about you being selfish is not going to help. You know, the, the, like... I used to really bristle at the term rape culture and privilege because I didn't feel especially privileged. And I thought rape culture was a conversation ender, not a conversation starter. And it sort of is in a way. But what I realized is that I didn't get to determine that because ultimately it is my privilege. I'm not going to get yelled at for being a slut, likely. I'm not going to get discriminated against because of my race or because of my gender, even because of my sexuality. I'm a bisexual, but no one can see that on the outside. I mean, unless right. I'm wearing yeah. my bisexual flag stuff, but even then, you know, it could just be pretty colors. Nobody knows. It, it's that's right. That is what privilege is. And unfortunately, it's one of those words that make us make those of us who are near the margin who could understand it, you know, who could get on board. Because there are always going to be those that will never get on board with this empathetic way of viewing the world. Unfortunately, many of those are running our country right now uh, here in the U.S. So hopefully that changes. But um, the people in the margins are the people we want to reach because they're actually uh, flippable. And... It's tough because they do put walls up when they hear privilege or uh, discrimination or, 
you know, you shouldn't say that word because it's cultural appropriation. They, they, the walls come up and I totally get that because I used to do that. But ultimately it is about, it doesn't affect you. Therefore, why can't you have empathy for the people it does affect? And if it does affect you, like you shouldn't call people sluts, that is really the, the absolute minimum request on your rights, you know? Yeah. So no, like, spot on. You, please don't spot use on. this word anymore. Oh, that's like, it, it, it's nothing. It's negligible. Whereas for someone else, it could mean the difference between uh, a good self-esteem and a bad self-esteem. And, and mm-hmm. with empathy, how on earth could you disagree with that? You know? Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I'm sorry, and then just not using that word again. It's If you say the word and, yeah. and somebody says, please don't say that word, you go, oh, I apologize. I won't use that word again. Yeah. And even if you don't understand it, that's okay. And you can ask for clarification. That's okay. Uh, saying I have freedom of speech is not okay. Saying, <laughs> you know, words all come from the same place and, you know, we can use what That's, I mean, you're, you're being a pedantic asshole. You may be right. It's like the Big Lebowski. You're right, Walter, but you're still an asshole. <laughs> and being an asshole is not helpful. And, right. and really... You know, I, I, I feel like I spun off on this conversation, but really what, what we need to, more of is being helpful to each other, being empathetic to each other, and wanting to understand each other. You know, we may not. There, there are definitely people that I will never see eye to eye with, or even, you know, like, obviously certain political things, but... Like, I won't ever be able to fully understand someone who believes heavily in a divine being. And when I say that, I'm not making fun at all. It's just I fundamentally cannot understand that. I can understand who they are. I can understand what they get out of it. I totally, you know, wish sometimes when I'm having a rough time that I believed in a deity I could pray to to make it better. Because that sounds incredibly comforting, <laughs> but I don't. So yeah. it's, you know, and so when, when I start creating community, it's, it's about that. It's that I cannot explain to you why you should be empathetic for the other people in the room, in the party, in the community. I can't explain that to you if you don't already get it or if you're not striving to be it. You know, and I think we we all should be striving for that. And it would make the world a better place. Mm. Yeah, a little bit along the same lines is that you don't always have to understand someone else's point of view to accept that it, it is their point of view and you should respect it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the, the contrast there is... Um, when people say when people use that as a, a cudgel, you know, like, hey, you know, I respect your right to uh, want gay rights. Why don't you respect my right to not want them? That's the the conundrum of mm. being intolerant of intolerance. 
<laughs> but ultimately, we have to be intolerant of intolerance. Because tolerating intolerance, the, this is the fun part, just ferments anger and selfishness. Intolerance is ultimately selfishness. And, wow, I'm really... A, See, this is what happens. You, you guys, you guys, it's it's early for you, but for me, it's like the <laughs> middle of the night now. So this, you you've got philosophical Cooper. Uh, <laughs> also, also, get off my lawn. <laughs> yes, and and yeah, and and fuck everybody. And I don't understand why you can't just do it my way. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping to fuck everybody. Isn't that the game plan? Oh, I I think so. I think so. And I think, mm. I think you'll really, uh, you'll get a lot out of desire with that attitude. <laughs> you, you, you couple hoping to fuck everybody with empathy, you are unstoppable. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to, I cannot wait to put, you know, I got to put protection on my empathy, but then I'm going to put my empathy in everything. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I double glove empathy. <laughs> No, don't do that. Friction, friction, bad, bad, bad. bad. Well, well, I lube the inside of it. That way, I you know I can really feel the empathy. But you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make light of your serious conversation. But no, no, I mean, no, no, because no. I do it's, agree with you. You um, know, and I've I've dealt with a lot of, I've put a lot of thought into this over the last. I don't know, a few months. And we obviously live in a time in America where things for the weirdos are shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Things for the minorities are shit. They just are shit. You know, and again, I have that privilege of being an ostensibly heterosexual, cisgendered white male in the middle class. So, like, I'm not hurting for money. I can afford to ride this out, hopefully, uh, but so many people can't. And yeah, what what I think a lot of us, um, you know, I think here's here's the thing. I think the poly community is more connected to each other than the swing community, and this is a new yeah. thought for me. I haven't really played this out. <laughs> but I think it's because the poly community sort of needs each other more because they're developing relationships. Yeah. And the swing mm-hmm. community is developing relationships too, just on a different scale. You know, we don't we don't necessarily hurt as badly if we stop seeing decent friends. You know, we hurt when we stop seeing close friends. And so I think that poly people are more likely to develop a community community, whereas swingers are more likely to vacation in the community. And I'm using vacation in the the metaphorical sense here. Uh, Like this weekend, we are swingers, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with you completely, you know, and what that ends up, I want to be very clear in that, the swingers, we're also part of the weirdo group, meaning not the normal, I should say, or not vanilla. Uh, oh, yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're outside of the muggles. And so, but what yes. happens is we're so close to that, that, you know, 
I would say that the heterosexual swinger is so close to the vanilla and muggle world, really, that yeah. we end up infighting because we assume that any any negative thing that's said is said at us. When, in yeah. fact, that might not be the case. And rather than banding together and fighting together, we, we've, you know, we've seen it recently. There's infighting. Uh, yeah, it, which it, well, really, it, it's... It doesn't help any of us. It falls apart. The, mm-hmm. the, you know, you... It's like the Joker said. You know, when the chips are down, these people will eat each other. He was wrong because it was a movie. But, <laughs> I mean... In general, yeah, that's what happens, especially when when a community is backed against the wall. It, you know, it was just Pride Month. It, it, is it Pride Month June in Australia? Or yes. do you have June. a different yes. Pride? Nope. nope. It's June. June. Okay. So we've just gone through Pride Month here. And I don't know about you, but after Pride, you know, it, it's like Pride is all awesome. But then as soon as Pride is over... You know, the the lesbians are complaining about the bi girls. The gay men are complaining about the bi men. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be complaining about the trans people. Then there are other people who are like, can I be on the flag? It's like, well, you know, furries are not, you know, it's like if tangentially we include, you know, so there's, it, it immediately, this, this sense of community uh, collapses and... One of the reasons I started doing the desire trip is I never felt a place that f- allowed for community as much. And I think it's it's sort of like summer camp. You know, you're you're <laughs> with these people every day and it's a small space. And for those who don't know, Desire is a resort in Mexico that you can come and join us in November. Uh, so it's, it's, it's sort of like a big group vacation, you know, even if you don't know the other people, you're part, you're part of this group. And so you're, you're thrown in with other people and what we wanted to do. And I, I feel like we've mostly succeeded is create a space for people to learn about each other because we know that the swing community and the poly community by and large don't talk to each other, even though they're so fucking close to just being each other. They, they don't talk to each other. And instead of talking, they complain about each other or say, you know, I'm not like those fucking dirty swingers, just fucking everybody. <laughs> or right. I'm not like those poly people who are just, wh- why would you want to live with somebody you're, you're in? Why, what's the triad about? You know, it, it's, it's this sense of, I don't know why you would enjoy it. So it's bad. And that comes down to the empathy thing. If you see someone enjoying something that's different than yours, and it's not hurting anyone, I need to make that very clear, then mind your own fucking business. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I mean, I, I I guess part of my grumpiness is that I feel like this is all basic shit. And I will readily admit admit I didn't always feel this way. 
and I wasn't always empathetic. I'm still not always empathetic. You know, we, we, it's, it's, it's like compersion. You know, you're never going to really rid yourself of jealousy. Um, but what you can hope for is feeling that joy when your partner is doing something that maybe made you jealous in the past. So it makes compersion a goal and aspiration for you. It's not necessarily an attainable thing. Pure empathy right. is unattainable as far as I'm concerned. When, when the, when the, as the Joker would say then, when the chips are down, people are selfish. Yeah. And so you have to actively work against your internal selfish urges. And that can be as simple as not telling people they shouldn't do something, you know, or not yelling at someone who fucked up your coffee order because they're probably having <laughs> a hard day. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're wired to be jerks. And the beauty of non-monogamy is it strips away one of those things that we're often jerks about, which is sexual tension. True. And by sort of opening that door, we allow ourselves to be more ourselves, I think. And I, I always try to make make it clear that I'm not saying non-monogamous people are more evolved than monogamous people. I'm saying we're different. And I, I think that the difference is what we need to recognize because we're all different. We're all the aberration and we're all the ones that they would remove. They would excise from the whole if they could. And the they is Hunter Thompson's forces of old and evil who are by and large running a good chunk of the world right now. So, <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, you, 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 am I making any sense? Yes. 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 Um, okay. We're both over here nodding. We're both over here <laughs> nodding at one another. Yeah. We just don't want to interrupt you because we like what you're saying. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> ideal podcasting, by the way, is nodding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Especially that's like, when you're 14,000 miles away. Because yeah. I'm sure you can see us nodding from uh -huh, over there. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Angela's taking her top off and is now touching herself. So I'm sure oh, you can Oh, man, see that, and we right? lost video. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, that's typical. That is typical. She's normally touching herself yeah. while we podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little more now that she's talking to you. I know. A little moisture over here. Oh, well, you know. I. I uh... <laughs> Look, hey, look at that. We finally made Cooper not have, we not have something to say. Oh, my. Oh, my. Love you, buddy. Um, okay. So let me, let me take it to a positive place. Okay. Okay. Um, our lifestyle is about fun and joy and love. Like, you know, whether you're swinger, poly, generalized, non-monogamous – the reason we're doing this is to satisfy uh, the, the primal need for touch and affection and uh, opening up as non-monogamous gives us the opportunity to get that from so many more people 
than monogamous people ever get to experience. And yeah. it's not evolved. It's just amazing that we get that. You know, it, as as a swinger, it's it's easy to just go and fuck. But, I mean, you can also look at it as, man, I get to do this wonderful thing with this other person who for tonight, not, not, it doesn't matter about the future or whatever, but for tonight is, <laughs> oh Jesus, what's with me? Giving of herself to me. You know, it, wow. and, and it, it's amazing. Coop, what about and, giving of himself? Shouldn't you have said giving of him or herself? I'm just saying. Themselves. Themselves. Him or her. Yeah, 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 absolutely. See, when I talk about swinging, I sort of default to the swinger comfort terms, but I, I didn't, re- I, I forgot where I was. Because, <laughs> because I know somebody who, I know somebody who's looking forward to giving himself to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying, there's one of us, there's a him over here that's looking forward to it. We can, we can give of ourselves to each other. <laughs> I am a yes for that. <laughs> Ooh, yay, consent. Yay. So it's interesting that you talk about that, um, the kind of the similarities between the swing and the poly community, because I would say that we identify ourselves as swingers. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, we walk that line towards the poly world, and to me, they become very fuzzy. Because oh, yeah. we, there are times that we go to the club or we may have a date with somebody and it may just be a one-off hookup kind of thing. But a lot of times what we're looking for is that more of a relationship and sometimes it, it becomes a long-standing friendship. Sometimes it's just a casual friendship, you know, here and there, chat, or if we see him about and that kind of thing. But we definitely walk the line between the, the swinger world and the poly world and and it seems as if, at least when we first moved here to Sydney, those were two very distinct worlds in how I saw them in Sydney. I don't know mm-hmm. that they're quite as distinct anymore, but I don't. But I think it's because we kind of roam a bit between both of them. And and I tend to say that most of the people that we meet at the Swingers Club, they kind of want that because most sure. people. There are some people who say, "Oh, I just want to go out and I just want to have a fun night and hook up with some people," that kind of thing. And that's great. We've got some very good friends that are one and done kind of people. But most of the people that we meet, they say that they're looking for another couple or other people to have more of a friendship with as well. And that seems to be a lot more common now in the people that we meet. I would say in the last five years that's changed where people are looking for more of a friends with benefits, Mm -hmm. but as a couple. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so what's your take on that? Is that, is that crossing into the poly line? Is it walking, is it walking between both? parties is or is it just how the swinger world is changing well here's the thing you know like i look at swinging and poly like a a spectrum kind of like um gay or straight you know or or (laughs) male or female it's all a spectrums now we we can Mm -hmm. we can look at the variables and swinging and poly you know if you look at tradition the swinger is the one and done hookup. That is what swinging is. And if you look at mm-hmm. the tradition for poly, it's generally speaking a polyfidelitous relationship. So a relationship between multiple people that is essentially monogamous, but not just one relationship. But really, very few people in our communities, I think, actually are on those ends of the spectrum. 
I think a lot of a lot of swingers, like you said, you know, I, I can't tell you how many profiles say we want friends first. We may right. fuck on the first date, but we need to know we can be friends with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I feel the same way. Like I had one in in all my poly year, in all my swinger years, I had one one night stand where I didn't know them before and I didn't know them after, you know, I knew their names, but there's no connection. I have no possible way to contact them. You know, it's, it, that was it, Mm -hmm. that moment. And while that moment was cool, it's kind of a bummer for me. And and I don't want to disparage anyone who likes that, but I feel like it's always looked like friends first. And maybe it's just the community I stumbled into. But the people that I met early on were all friends with each other. And then we met more people through them. And then we met more people through them. So it wasn't it wasn't like a tight community, but it was a, very much a community. And mm-hmm. we developed these relationships with people that were so much more vivid than my relationships prior to swinging. You know, my, my, yeah, yeah, it's, and I, I really do think it's about sexual attention. You know, if you go out with another couple as a monogamous couple and let's say you're all attractive, there's no way you're looking across the table at the other (laughs) spouse and not thinking, you know, it might be fun to fuck that person, but you know, you can never say that right ever. Because you can't tell your buddy you want to you 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 find his wife attractive, or God forbid you find him attractive. You can't say that, you know. Oh, the humanity. Because, well, I mean, it's we we've developed these societal rules, these things you don't do, and the reason you don't do them is because the fragile construct that constitutes the idea of monogamous marriage. And it is fragile. Falls away the moment you actually are honest about these things. And that construct is the thing where you say, no, I've never looked at someone since I met you. Which we all know is (laughs) bullshit. Like all of us. The person you're saying Mm -hmm. it to, everybody else, like we know it's bullshit. We want to believe it. (laughs) We try to believe it. But it's not true. So why can't we say it? And I really think it comes down to we have this fantasy that somehow monogamy is... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Is sort of saran wrapping the freshness in our marriage. You know, like it, it's protecting it. And that protection will keep my spouse from falling in love with someone else and leaving me because that's what the fear is. And that's when people join swinging. That's what their number one fear is when they see that there is a thing called polyamory. Well, what if my partner falls in love with someone else? I can handle my partner fucking someone else, but what if they fall in love? Mm. And I always argue back. It's like, well, yeah, what if they do? You know, do you think that if you were monogamous and they went to the bank and met someone cool in line <laughs> and went out to lunch, they couldn't fall in love? I mean, your monogamy is not, it's, it's, it's not a force field. It's <laughs> just an idea. Yeah. So the, what, what keeps you together, what keeps a relationship together is the decision to be together. That's literally it. That is literally it. And it's sort of a funny concept because we always talk about how we need each other. And I think that's bullshit. And I think that's, I mean, I don't think it's bullshit that we feel like we need each other. I think it's bullshit that we make such a big deal out of that. Because needing someone is desperate. Wanting someone, choosing someone is amazing. And when I met Ginger and the professor who are on the Swing Set podcast, they, they, sort of presented me with this idea that every day they choose to be married to each other. Every day. So it's never a foregone conclusion. You know, and if, if it is a foregone conclusion that you're just going to be together forever, that's when you stop trying. Yeah. 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 So... And to touch on something that you said, you know... In if, my long rant there, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, you just you spurned a, you, you've you've sparked a couple of ideas, uh, little embers of ideas yeah. that I've had, and one is that you know we've talked to people and they're like, oh, you know, I can never do swinging because I'm afraid it's going to ruin my relationship, and and for me, mm-hmm. I always thought that was kind of a funny thing to say because, you know, I, you know, we've many of us, Angela and I together, have had previous relationships that were were failed and we weren't swinging. And yet I think that if, if you are in a swinging relationship and knowing and trusting that your partner is always coming back to you isn't a weakness. That's a, that's a strength. And that's something that is just, it, it makes yeah. us so much stronger. And also the communication between, uh, well, between ourselves, you know, especially since we've started doing the whole swinging thing and, and I guess we kind of started with an open relationship, but the communication between friends of ours who have been together for, you know, 15 plus years, and then they opened up their their marriage or their relationship to the swinging world, and their the level of communication and the closeness that they have is so much greater than it was before, because it oh, has yeah. to be. And it's just it's amazing like how much it has taken their 
their relationship and just pushed it to the next level. Yeah, and, you know, we yeah. always say we when we do yeah. our classes on swinging, mm. if you can talk about, like like you said, Coop, the, if you can talk about uh, the person that you want to fuck with your partner, mm-hmm. yeah. then who takes out the trash, who picks up the kids from the from the school, and who it's does like the laundry and whatnot, that stuff becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if if you can talk about one thing, there's nothing that you can't talk about. Uh, it's and it just builds the rela- builds on the foundation of that relationship. It's like a crash course because if you can't grow in the way you communicate, you will fail. Yeah. In swinging, in non-monogamy, in monogamy, in relationships, in jobs, so <laughs> you will fail. So swinging sort of forces you really quickly. To learn how to talk about so many things, yeah, and yeah, if you if once once you have that conversation, like, hey, this condom broke, and I'm afraid. Once you have that conversation, that's a huge conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it goes back to the empathy thing. We need to we need to learn to desire to give our partners what they want and not worry about ourselves because if we want to give our partners what they want and they want to give us what we want then everybody's happy yes and it's different than i'm going to give me what i want and she's going to give her what she wants because that's i mean it's fine It, it comes to the same results but it's not it's not giving it's just taking and I guess I, I think my philosophy on so much of this has evolved because, you know, I remember at the beginning of swinging when I would get very upset, like there was a party very early on and I was so angry because my partner at the time was playing with everybody and everybody was interested in her. Number one, because she was new. And we all know how attractive newbies are. Ah, fresh Fresh meat. meat. (laughs) Yeah. And because she's a woman, everybody went to her because Mm -hmm. that's how swinging generally works. You know, the men wander up and then (laughs) like like, uh, the the women can say, you, come. And uh, (laughs) I was just in the background angry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I wasn't getting any. And that was a prime example of of jealousy and uh, lack of communication because I wasn't talking to her about it. And selfishness because not only was I upset that I wasn't getting it, but I wished she didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and there's, there's there's no goodness in that situation. And really, if I had been more, you know, it, it sucks when everybody gets sex, but not you. It does. It does. But we don't have to blame anyone. And because usually when we're the ones not getting sex and standing in a corner and not approaching anyone, <laughs> we generally aren't doing what is required in order to get sex. You know, I'm, I would agree with that. Yes. Yes. I feel like... You have to put forth a little bit of effort. I I like who I am a lot, but I don't 
I'm not the person that's going to catch your eye when I walk into the room. Like, hey, look at that sexy mm. guy. I know that about myself. I will say, I, I would disagree. I'm going to disagree with that as well. Okay, but you Sorry. two know me. <laughs> Sorry, Stop buddy. It. You're 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 right in my wheelhouse, man. Yeah. <laughs> I look at you and I'm like, oh, sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> I well, have a type. I, you I, fall into that type. I will. Just I will. I will. Uh, I will. <laughs> Humbly appreciate that, and uh, and then move on. Uh, <laughs> right, right, sure, sure. But but my point is, if I'm not willing to put forth the effort to go over and talk to somebody, right? Why do I deserve someone coming over to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Right. And we often say whenever we talk to new people at the swingers club, we always encourage them go to go up and talk to people because even though. You may not think that you're the most attractive person in the room. Personality can make up a huge difference. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah, absolutely. Your, your personality means more to me than what your looks are. Because that, that doesn't matter. I want to be with fun absolutely. people. I want to hang out with fun people. And I want to be friends with fun people. I don't want somebody that looks really nice, but actually they're kind of boring. <laughs> we used to call them the beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the the... The swingers clubs and swingers parties are full of missed opportunities where people are too shy or too uncertain to go up and say, hi, my name is, insert your name here. Uh, And yeah, I think that we need to be a little more confident. And, and, you know, if somebody says no or no thank you, then, hey, that's fine. Move on to the next couple. Yeah. And and be, be, uh... Well, be empathetic to how hard it is to say no, because we all know how difficult it is to say no. Mm -hmm. And that's the, (laughs) I mean, that's the worst part of the the paradox, isn't it? That we all want someone to be honest with us, but we know that we'll be crushed if they're honest with us. And (laughs) we know how difficult it is to actually be honest with someone else. So we often skirt around it. Like I have the hardest time in the world telling someone I'm not interested in them because I have this little guy that sits in my head and says, who the fuck are you to say you're not interested? You should be thankful that that person wants to fuck you. <laughs> and that's all left over from my, my high school years. And all, you know, and we, we all have that bullshit inside mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Maybe not all of us, but most of us. I think so. I agree. We do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and whenever somebody says no to us, because like you said, it takes balls to say no to someone. And if somebody says no, or I'm really not interested yeah. or whatever, then I always just say, okay, thank you. Because it it's like, there's nothing to be, we're not going to click with everybody. No. And we, right. we say no to people as well. But I think just a simple thank you and then move on is perfect response for that. I, I always try to do, uh, I heard, I don't even remember where I first heard it, but the response was, thank you for taking care of yourself. I like that. Yeah, I really yeah. love that. Yeah. And I always, yeah, like I if like I'm that. at a party or an event and someone says no, I I tell them that I hope that they find what they are looking for tonight. I want to encourage them to go find yes. yeah. what they are looking for. Um, because everybody's, you know, in... in uh, do you ever get them looking back at you and singing, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's all a musical, right? Is your swinger community's a musical too, right? Or that it, that's not in weird, my head? It? it is, yeah. 
Yeah, in my head okay, it is. Good. It, we're basically the sharks and the jets, the you know the poly community and the swingers. So you walk in, yeah. snapping. Yeah, we do the. Yeah. <laughs> when you're poly, you're poly all the way. <laughs> From the get in my pants to the day today. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. Community's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Community it theater is. is even better. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but if... You, oh, yeah, my gosh. I'm, yeah, I'm all over the map here, aren't I? That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Um, we, okay. So we've got one one last thing on this podcast, and I think if, if you're keen, we're going to have you on uh, for another one here in that very not-too-distant future where we'll talk desire and whatnot. Uh, yes. But uh, so let's talk about... Let's talk about the 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 elefanto in the rumo. That's my that's my that's Bradford that's Bradford speak. Now I'm not trying to do any other languages because I don't know any other languages. I barely know English. Hashtag growing up in Kentucky. Um, so swing. There was a lot of podcasts out there. Yes. Um, and and Lots we are we are one of I don't know five million. But you you guys the swing set com, uh, community. You guys were one of the first big. Uh, poly by swinger community podcasts um yeah and since it seems like there's i i think i was the first swinger podcaster to ever come out as bi i think i don't know but i think i mean we've also been doing it for eight and a half years and the the group of swinger podcasters was much smaller back then and and it was it was cajoling by kidder caper of the sex is fun podcast that got me to be openly by on the podcast. Ah, he kept hmm. he kept saying, you know, it'd be great. You'd be you'd be inspirational to all the bi men out there. <laughs> and he made it sound so great. <laughs> and so I How's it been, buddy? I weirdly <laughs> took that leap very quickly in a community that is not friendly by and large to uh by and large. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. So, uh, so you like pain? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> and, and the last thing I really wanted to do at that point was give the swingers less of a reason to want to fuck me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> honey. No, no. It's it, it, it's it's weird because it was ingrained in me right away. Like the first, literally the first swinger couple I ever met. You know, we created, and when I say we, I mean my ex-wife and I, we created a profile on a site called Lifestyle Lounge. We filled it out honestly. And in that honesty, I put by curious because I I was by curious. Mm-hmm. And the first swinger couple we met, like he, he leaned in, uh, in, in our, you know, we were having a drink after our first soft swap experience. So still basking in that Jesus, people do this. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, I just want to let you know, you should probably take that off your profile. Or you're not going to get many people talking to you. I'm okay with it. You know. Wow. Oh, I thought he meant the so, other I mean, way. Like you should no. go fully the other way. No. Oh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You should be straight. At the time, it was this weird thing for me when I realized, okay, this community that is so interested in women exploring their sexuality is 
not only uninterested in men exploring it, but is actively against it in so many situations. Like when I, mm. when I realized that there were parties that specifically excluded by men, it blew my mind because I don't, un- because I could not fathom as a bi curious man playing with anyone who was not at least bi curious. So therefore, if if I'm at a party without any bi men, I will have sex with the women. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I also have sex with the women when I'm at a party with bi men, but and there's still 50% of there's still 50% of the group that you're interested in. Yeah, this this just means I have a variety available to me. It doesn't mean that the moment yeah. I see a man, I'm going to forget all decorum and consent. And dive in and start sucking his cock because I can't control myself around this beautiful uh, homophobic man. Those are my favorite ones. The the homophobic uh, Adonises, which I don't think actually, <laughs> it's mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And God forbid they drop their keys. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it sucks that that it's pun not intended, but it, it it's terrible that the uh, societal stigma around gay men, mostly because of the AIDS epidemic, which clearly was not their fault, um, lingers and bleeds into the bi males, yeah. and you know, there's there's sort of a few things going on. Um, straight men are never going to be in a situation really uh, with gay men where they're having sex around each other as swingers because gay couples generally don't hook up with straight male couples. Right. But with bi men, they very well may be around guys who are interested in them, whether they are bi or not. And while I would suggest they should take that as a fucking compliment (laughs) and not have their heads up their asses, they often don't. And I feel like there's, see, and then we get back to rape culture. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're spot on. Because men are trained that if I want something from a woman, all I have to do is cudgel and cudgel and cudgel and work and work and work and never give up and persist and persist and persist. And eventually she'll probably say yes. And romantic comedies have taught us that. Uh, Books have taught us that. Other men have taught us that. Sadly, women have taught us that because we're being rewarded. And it, it's society has said this. This is the way to get what you want. And there is nothing scarier for a vaguely homophobic man than the idea that another man could come up to them and use the same technique on them that they use to get women to fuck them. Because if another man does that, what does that make them? Yeah. If they agree to it. And my argument is always nothing. It makes you nothing. 
if you <laughs> if you fuck a man tonight as a man and tomorrow you say you know what i don't ever want to fuck a man again guess what there is no fucking way you're gay none yeah. at all zero percent gay if you never want a relationship or sex with another man for the rest of your life there is no way you're gay and that's the weirdest thing about this whole argument is the fear that I'm going to do something and I'm going to wake up different. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do something and you wake up different, then you've learned something new about yourself. Like if you suck cock and you like it, then guess what? You have a lot more oral sex that you can do in the future because you <laughs> like a whole new organ. Mm-hmm. And isn't yeah. that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloody oath, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, along- it, it, it makes me sad that men feel so much fear and shame around this. And, and I'm not just talking about the bi men because they do feel the fear and shame about being openly bi. But I'm talking about the, the straight men who have vague curiosities that make them feel so bad about themselves and self-loathing. You know, all you have to do is look at the fucking Republican Party and how many of them who are so adamantly anti-gay wind up trying to fuck some guy in a bathroom stall in Minneapolis. You know, all you would have to do, jackass, is admit that's what you want and not do it at a fucking airport. And it would be fine. And you could be happy. We can't let that happen, Cooper. Clearly, I mean, that's this not is how the world works. Me, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't put uh, you can't put a square peg into a round hole. <laughs> See, do you get the joke there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I agree with you, and I agree with you. You know, it, it's 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 frustrating, um, but I think we both can agree that this is why you know we all do this the the podcast oh, yeah. is to is to show that you know there's there's nothing to be ashamed of um you know if you like and like you said we say it quite often if you do something last night or try something tonight and it it's not going to change who you are fundamentally as a human mm-hmm. um save no. for murder murder is going to change you yeah. don't do that that's bad <laughs> but you know if you if you try something sexual that you you know let's go with the don't hurt anybody else who didn't ask for it don't ever hurt someone who yes. doesn't say, hit yes. me now, hurt yes. me now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't change who you are. And if, if you don't like it, you're still the same person the next day. If you yeah. did, well, now you have more fun to explore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You now know something more about yourself. And I think that yeah. if you're not trying to learn more and, and learn more about yourself, then you're kind of failing as a human. I agree. <laughs> when, I think, we should, when I we think growth growing, should always be our yeah our default state yeah absolutely emotional uh interpersonal um spiritual in the weirdest sense of the word as an atheist uh, <laughs> yeah but, but I, and i agree with you but atheist you can still be a spiritual atheist i'm a firm believer in that <laughs> you know i was so afraid in my early years that I was gay and I was afraid for 
a few different reasons. I was afraid because society was still very weird about gay then. I mean, it's not that much better now, but it's reasonably better now. But I was also afraid because it would mean I didn't understand myself. Mm. And that's a really real fear. But what's great is... I mean, this this is the confronting your fears thing. And there's so many aspects of non-monogamy that require the close your eyes and jump kind of thing. You know, if, if you fuck a man and then realize you'd never want to fuck another woman and you'd love to be in a relationship with a man and you realize you legitimately are gay, isn't that a very valuable thing to know before you mm-hmm. get too old? You know, we don't have a lot of time in the world and why on earth would you want to spend it in a way that isn't you? True. You know, why, yeah. why do anything for, for anyone else's comfort level? Be you, whatever that is. Exactly. But be nice and empathetic. That's important to add to be you. Because some people lately have twisted my you do you thing. <laughs> into meaning I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want because it doesn't matter. I'm just giving you my opinion. Yeah. and, and opi- <laughs> Yeah. You do you, but be nice being you. Be nice. Be yeah. empathetic. Be understanding. Be giving. Be loving. Be <sighs> joyful and hopeful because there's not a lot of that in the world. And the exactly. more we put out there, the better off we are all going to feel. And I'm sick of feeling like shit because the world is shit. And I want to be around people that are not contributing to it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, like, uh, like was said in Hamlet, this above all to thine own self be true. That, mm-hmm. That's important. Very much. Yeah. And, All right. and be happy. And be happy. And be kind. And be, and be loving. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, okay. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you back on in the not too distant future, mm-hmm. and we can talk. Uh, well, about... if we're talking to Desire, we gotta we gotta do it soon. Let's do it soon. All hey, right. Let's bring you, me back. Let's do that. You'll, we'll right. have you back in the very yeah. soon, baby. Mm. Yes. Um, so a huge thank you to yes, thanks for joining us to the the Cooper. illustrious oh. Cooper S. Beckett. Um, <laughs> My pleasure. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at cooperspeckett.com. Uh, if you want to buy my books, my memoir, or my two novels, or Cooper S. Beckett. Uh, if you buy them from me, I make more money. I'm happy if you buy them from anywhere, but if you buy them from me, I make more money. Though, if you're thinking about that Audible subscription. And you're thinking, you know, I really don't know what I want to get for my first book. I have a brand new two-book package that's both of my novels in one audiobook. It's like literally 30 hours-ish of audio, and you can get it for free. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that was how- totally promo mode. But- that was awesome. Ha- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and how do we do that, Cooper? <laughs> Well, you sign up for your free Audible subscription and choose as your first book. It's called Tales of Swinging and Polyamory, two novels by Cooper S. Beckett. It's on Audible. And I believe 
there's a certain short story by a certain awesome co-host of the By the By <laughs> podcast in that Absolutely. audiobook collection. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? That's awesome. And it's about DP, so really. Maybe you'll get to hear it live at Desire. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. You, should, you should do a live reading at Desire. <laughs> live reading about DP. Can we then act it out? Because that would be awesome. Yeah, we can just have DP in, yeah. in Desire. <laughs> yeah, I love I it. I mean, that's also a thing we can do now <laughs> in Desire. Because it's awesome. I'm in. <laughs> okay, good, good. Thank you, Hussie. <laughs> that's awesome. I so if you want it. if you want to find the Life on the Swing Set podcast, lifeontheswingset.com. Um if you want to find me on social media, I'm Cooper S. Beckett pretty much everywhere. If you really got into my weird philosophical slash political rants, then Twitter's the place to be for me. <laughs> <laughs> because that's really all I do on Twitter. <laughs> Especially late at night. It's lovely. It's yeah. lovely. Yes. Definitely. Like right now. Awesome. <laughs> well thank you so much for staying up late and uh i'm sure that you'll uh you'll hear more from uh, cooper in the future on our podcast yes can't wait thank you for having me a huge thank you to mr cooper s beckett uh it's always fun talking to him i i really like having him on the show that was his second time uh long-time listeners will remember and new listeners should go back and listen mm-hmm. to when we interviewed him uh regarding his book Yes. So definitely, um, and he read a snippet out on, Mm -hmm. it was great. Uh, So yeah, I uh, would highly recommend checking out his website, uh, which he listed. Or if you're interested in going to the Desire Takeover, which I know spots are filling up fast. uh And And we're going to be there, and there's going to be a lot of other sexy folks. Yes. We know a few of them. Yes. Um, Yeah, and a couple of them have podcasts. I know. So go and uh, go to ssdesire.com. That's S-S-D-E-S-I-R-E.com. And check out uh, the Desire uh, Takes, or the Swing Set Takes Desire 2018. So... Mm-hmm. Less than 100 days now. I know. I'm I know. excited. Only a few months away. So, and if you want to find more about us, you can email us. Where can they email us? At theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Or you can find us on all the social media outlets, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. At By the By Podcast. I just thought it'd be different to have you say this stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and our website. Where is our website? www.bythebuy.com.au. .au. Uh, yeah, so check us out. Send us an email. We've gotten a lot of wonderful messages from people as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, we're reaching out to some of y'all because we want to be able to read uh, some of these on air. So is it air? are we technically on air? Over your Into your ears. We want to pipe them into your ear holes. That's what we want to do. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you very much, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.